we starting? We're, we're starting. Oh, he's already yawning. Man, that was it's quick. Not a joke. It's, it's not a joke. It's nine seconds in. That was a scant this nine seconds. It's a brand seconds. new mic. It's like you. Uh, it's like at this point, the ancient new mic does it to you. It's like a brain thing. Yeah. I know. It's just, it's, I think it's because I'm opening my mouth to speak and I don't know. And the yawn takes over. You yeah. do have a small child. Yeah, I do. But you were time. yawning on this show way before you had a child. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, Eric Rice used to just straight up make fun of me. He's done it again. He's done it. Um, so, we were talking about, you keep you keep ribbing me because I haven't seen Mr. Deeds. Or Wedding Singer. Yeah. But it was making me think about. Have you seen Murder Mystery? Yes, I think I have. That's good. Um, have you seen Hubie Halloween? Yes. Okay. That's just classic Sandler. I mean, that there's nothing about it. It's like he went back in time 20 years. But it was making me think Mount Rushmore Sandler movies. Okay. I think we've done this in a group text, but we've never done it on the show. Um, it's tough, man. The, it's tough. The, the, fun, the funny thing is, is that I think my Mount Rushmore, okay, there's four okay. statues. There's four mm. faces on Mount Rushmore. Yeah. My Mount Rushmore Sandler, I think the reason that I've always ribbed you about this is that it's got to be um, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, Mr. Deeds, and Wedding Singer for me. Mm. And I think that's why I've been like, I can't believe you watched, haven't watched those. I feel like you're depriving yourself of something that you love. You know, something that's yeah. so fun. I am. There's some great jokes in there. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> he why. Has a, I can't. He has, he has an... <laughs> He has an ex-girlfriend who like seduces him and then when he wakes up in the morning she's wearing his um she's wearing his Def Leppard t-shirt or something like that and he's just like you're the worst you're evil take off my shirt you're going to change the band and you're going <laughs> to break up and it's it's so great oh. and at one point like this girl that he loves like she's it's like he never, they never figured it out. So she's going with this other guy and his, his name is Jeff Gulia. And she's like, I'm marrying Jeff. And he's like, so your name's going to be Julia Gulia. <laughs> it's so good. So good. It's such a good movie. Man, I just really realized that like Bill and Adam Sandler are very similar yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. I never thought of that. Bill Reeser. He's talking about the uh, divisional coordinator of Young Life College who lives in our town. Bill yeah. Reeser. He's just one of our really good friends. Yeah. I don't know if he listens to our show or not, but it does make me... Probably not. <laughs> probably not. Do you think Adam Sandler listens to this show? You know, I love everything he does, so he should at least love a little bit of something <laughs> I do. Because I, I think I'm sitting at... <laughs> I'm sitting at... Um, well... Uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I think I'm going to go 50 First Dates. Ooh, 50 First Dates. It's really tough. It's so tough. Where are you going for that fourth one? I don't know. They're all, like, I don't know. Like Waterboy? I don't know. A little Big Daddy? I've only seen parts of Big Daddy. Wow. Sorry. Sorry. There's so many Sandler movies you haven't seen. What about what about uh, Click? I like click. It doesn't, it's not in my like, yeah. Oh, grown ups. Grown ups. Man, grown ups is just fun. It's fun. Um, there was, uh, 
I have to I have to name a definitive four, so I'll keep yeah. working on that. Yeah. Okay. What What was your definitive fourth? I don't know. I just okay. g- do your anecdote. I was just gonna say in Click, there's this really sad moment where like because in Click he keeps like moving forward through time, and he skipped like all the things that annoyed him about having like little children, and there's some. I remember when I saw it, like I had little kids, like Anna and Nora were the ages of his daughter in that movie. And like, he like was super annoyed by certain things about that time of life. And so he, he clicked past it with the magical remote control or whatever. And then his daughter was all grown up and he wanted to watch, there was like some PBS TV show that was about like dinosaurs or something like that, that he wanted to watch with his daughter. And she was like, we don't watch that anymore. And he was like, land before time, we don't watch that anymore we don't watch that show anymore, you know? And like, I can't remember what it was called. It was one of these shows, one of the kids shows that have no bad guys in it. There's one right. Dragon Tales. It was Dragon Tales. Okay. He was like, we don't watch Dragon Tales anymore. (laughs) And she was like, no. And she was like a moody teenager. Oh. And he was like, and and he has this really sad moment where he's like, I can't believe I skipped Dragon Tales. Mm. And and I remember being annoyed with Dragon Tales at that time when we were watching, like, at the time at the age I was when we were watching Click, it was like, oh gosh, mm. I got I need to I need to dive in with the Dragon Tales. Yeah, because mm. the, there were like three shows like that. There was one where it was like, it was like there was a train. Dragon Tales wasn't. Did did you watch any of these shows? No. Did you, you don't know what Dragon Tales is? No. Okay. It's not DuckTales? <laughs> I watched DuckTales when I was a kid. Oh. I like DuckTales. Ooh. I don't know it. Yeah. That, 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 that was before your window, and then Dragon Tales is after your window. Okay. Okay. So are you going with Hubie Halloween? No, no. I like Hubie Halloween, though. It is what it is. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh... <laughs> Jack was watching Hubie Halloween with Nathan the other day. And, uh, yeah, that's what I was saying to Bill today was that I can always tell when Nathan's over at my house. When yeah. I walk in, there's an Adam Sandler movie on TV. <laughs> or Kevin James. Oh, yeah. That, so that's why I'm going to put Grown Ups as my number four. Okay. Because but, it's just an ensemble of... Yeah. It's all... Like, one of my... The thing I appreciate about Adam Sandler is... My theory is he'll say... Uh, he'll just text his friends and say, Hey, do you want to make some money and go on a cool trip? And they're like, sure. All right, let's go film a movie and wherever. There's like one in South Africa that they do. Hawaii. It's like, like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I like about Sandler is that he like is genuinely good at basketball. Yeah, he is. And he's not built like it. But no. he's like genuinely really good at basketball. Yeah. One, the thing I appreciate about that is when you watch highlights of him playing basketball, Yeah, he wears like the basketball shorts that were in style when I was in high school, which are really long and baggy. Yes. And then a polo shirt. Like, he, yes. It's like if Potsy were playing basketball. <laughs> And I just love it because I just think it's awesome. Okay, let me let me turn this conversation for one more little nugget. Give me one of your favorite Adam Sandler lines. Oh man, just give me a classic Adam Sandler line. Oh, there's too many. I just like the things I quote the most are uh, or a line Billy that he wrote Happy. for one of his movies. What? Or just a line that he wrote for one of his movies. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be that Sandler's character said it. Like there's a, in, in Mr. Deeds, everybody in the town knows him as deeds. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
and then but these people are tracking him down because he is the he's the only living relative of this super rich guy that died mm. and so they're like hey, you know we're from the big city we're looking for longfellow deeds and everybody was like longfellow deeds and he just looks at the guys and he's like hey cool it with that longfellow stuff okay there pal <laughs> it just deeds <laughs> there's so many there's the uh <sighs> or the- i know no i just thought okay, i just okay. thought of it okay. i just thought of it okay. it's the moment when uh <laughs> it's the moment in billy madison when they're at basically the museum of appalachia you know yes. what I'm talking about? That's, yes. that's exactly yes. where they are, by the way. There's no other. There's no other way of describing it. And and they, they Billy pretends to have peed his pants because his friend does. Yes. And and it pans He's to the old. His shame. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. He. We're gonna talk about that today, probably. I don't know. Well, it pans. So it pans to the old lady who is in charge of the museum, and she says, "If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis." <laughs> And he goes, gross. No, he said, gross. And he goes, let's go. (laughs) He just turns it really quickly. I I I say like, let's go a lot. So good. There's there's a character in Mr. Deeds that is played by John Turturro, who is one of the greatest actors in the world. Like I don't know how he got John Turturro to be in his movie. There's a few of that. Like in in Billy Madison, what's his name's in it? Yeah, Uh, Bradley. uh, Bradley Whitford. Bradley Whitford. Yeah. Yeah. John Turturro is like one of the greatest actors living, mm. but he plays this character that's like that was like the he was like the the butler or the footman to the, his like super rich uncle or whatever yeah that he didn't know existed, mm. and he just keeps sneaking up on deeds, and he's just like whoa you're sneaky there and he's like oh you just you just showed right up you know and, then, and John Turturro goes yes sir very very sneaky sir. <laughs> At one point, he says, "I think you underestimate the sneakiness." So, wow. it's so he just cool. seems like, but like I, I'm a, I'm just a Sandler fan. Yeah, he's like, he seems like the type of guy I could go play a pickup basketball game with. Certainly. And if I said like, "Let's go to Applebee's," or "Let's go to Outback and get like a blue onion or something," he would yeah. be like, "Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I want right now." Yeah, like I'm, let's go to, let's go to like Arby's and get a beef and cheddar, and I'd be like, "That's the only thing I want right now." <laughs> I feel like he would. I feel like. A Big Mac is right up his alley. Yeah, he's like 58 years old, and he's like, yeah, let's go to cookout and get a milkshake. Yeah. Like a, like a banana pudding milkshake. And, like, I think it he's pro- he's a, he's obviously, like, one of the most well-known actors of my time. Not, yeah. And, like, but I also feel like if we went to Arby's or cookout, we could get in and out without 50 cameras in our face. You know? Yeah, I um, agree. Welcome to Ancient and New. This is a podcast that's erstwhile adam sandler love podcast and also about the scriptures and i'm lee and that's thomas and we're going to talk about some scriptures actually we're going to talk about one scripture today and (gasps) we're going to like normally what we do is we talk about something we've been reading that's been grabbing our attention and pulling us in we're going to do something completely different today i'm going to read a scripture that neither one of us has been reading lately and we're just going to enjoy it and talk about it together this is from isaiah chapter 43 okay i'm starting in verse 16 The prophecy of Isaiah. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there, never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. Yet you've not called on me, Jacob. You've not wearied yourselves for me, Israel. You've not brought me sheep for burnt offerings, not honor me with your sacrifices. I've not burdened you with grain offerings, nor wearied you with demands for incense. You have not brought any fragrant calamus for me or lavished on me the fat of your sacrifices. But you have burdened me with your sins and wearied me with your offenses. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Review the past for me. Let us argue the matter together. State the case for, uh, for your innocence. Your first father sinned. Those I sent to teach you rebelled against me, so I disgraced the dignitaries of your temple. I consigned Jacob to destruction and Israel to scorn. And that, my friends, is where Isaiah 43 ends. But that was quite a little journey right there. Fun. Um, is, was there fun, anything fun. That, that grabbed your attention or popped off the page for you? Yeah, there's a, there's a section here, and it honestly... Uh, there... There's a bit of a theme in this about just, and I'll say this. So in, in verse 19, I'm doing a new thing. Just that right there to me, the idea of like, um, and, and this is kind of the theme I was talking about. There's a, there's an idea of, uh, you know, blotting out transgressions, leaving things in the past type of thing, yeah. overarching this and doing a new thing. And, um, I think I, I don't think about that enough. Just the idea that the Lord is, is working on a new thing in me, like moving me forward, growing me, changing me. I think it's easy for me to get stuck in who I'm not, or I haven't gotten to yet, mm -hmm. which is, a, I think it's a thing that is like, makes me completely miss things that could be really cool and things that I could be really excited about that he's done in me. Um, and I want to think about that more. I want to think about how he's doing a new thing in me on a regular basis. Um, and there's another part that's just like completely out of left field. And it was the idea that um, in verse 20, the wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people and my chosen. Um, so I like, if you listen to our show for a while, you know that I'm a nature guy, like big nature boy. Um there, there is like a secret thing in me Woo! though. That, there's, there's a thing in me though that like, I love the idea that I'm walking amongst God. Like I like to go on walks. I like to go on hikes. I like to be outside. I just, I just like Truth to be told, it. like if Thomas didn't have the responsibilities he has, he would like somebody to just drop him in the wastelands of upper Canada and like, just make it. Yes. <laughs> he just literally closed his eyes and tilted his head back and enjoyed that thought <laughs> so <laughs> much. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, those literally the, the book Hatchet is where Thomas wants to oh, be. Oh yeah. It's a great Just one. drop him off in Canada. Yes. Uh, up up in the climbs. The <laughs> the upper man. climbs of Canada. It's the Boreal Forest. Um but I like knowing the, the name of that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh I I just it feels like I know a secret when I'm outside. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I like the idea of just like creation. There's a there's a place in scripture that talks about creation groaning yeah. for, for the Lord's journey. Is that in Romans, Romans 8? 8? Yeah. yeah. So I, I like, it feels like I have a secret between me 
and the living things in nature, which is that like they're instinctively waiting on the return of Christ and doing what they're doing. Like somehow, like somehow he's in their DNA and somehow like in my heart, I'm like, y'all know it. I don't know how you know it, but like, it's just like a thing in me when I'm like spending time out in the world that it feels like I have like a connection of like, we, we, we know our maker, like, you know that you weren't meant for this place and you're meant for something better, which like, and you're, what you're doing is because of him and for him. And I think that is such a cool, it's like an, I just let everybody in on an inside joke about my life. Like, it's not a joke. It's just like a, Hey, you just like, um, it's one of the reasons why being outside is rejuvenating and helpful for me. It's because I can think like that about what's going on, whether it's true or heretical or not. I don't know, but I, I just liked the idea here that he sneaks it in straight up in Romans eight and right here, the wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls. There you go. Like somehow they're honoring him, which I thought was just super cool. I, and it's like, it's one of those things of like, especially because we have the internet, everybody knows what an owl looks like, you know, but when you see one in real life, it's different. It's different. It's so different. Here's the thing that I don't know if anybody knows. Like birds wings make a lot of noise. Like when they're flying, when they take, did I send you the BBC video? Um, maybe, but owls don't owls wings are silent. Like, um, yeah. Like, like I was in a field one time at the Arboretum when like about four turkeys took off at the same time. And it sounded like a helicopter. It's loud. It's very, when turkeys fly, it's very loud. It was unbelievably, it was like, it was like hurt our ears loud and they were like 20 feet away from us. But like when an owl flies, they're utterly silent. It's part of their like it's part of what makes them great hunters, I guess. But like it's fascinating. Like owls are so cool. And it's just yeah. such a that that's a cool thing about this passage is that it's like this thing that you don't see very often, but the Lord has like he has such a tender connection with them. Like he mm. loves them, he made them a certain way, they praise him back in their way. Yeah. That's really cool. Really cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's cool. There's a uh, there is a uh, a thing in here where it says where he after the he says see I'm doing a new thing now it springs up do you not perceive it uh, mm. there's certain artistic turns of phrase in scripture that I just can't get over mm. and I love that one from the Lord that like I'm doing something new like you you've always experienced life in a certain way you get what you give like you get what you um, paid for. Mm. Um, Everything's transactional. If you want to do well on your team, you have to work harder in workouts and practice than everybody else. Or you just have to be that much more talented. Like, and that extrapolate that out to the rest of life. It's like, whatever, whatever you want, you've got to pay for and you've got to put in for and everything. And the Lord is just like, everything you've experienced, I'm doing something different than that. And then he says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Like I'm going to put a road where there is no road Mm. and I'm going to put, I'm going to put sustenance and nourishment and water where you thought it was waste. That's cool. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to provide a way for you where you couldn't have even thought of it. Mm. And I'm going to like, like throughout the history of humankind, like, cities always spring up around a water source. Mm -hmm. The biggest exception to that is 
actually one of the biggest exceptions to that is Atlanta. Yeah. Chattahoochee is a little river. It yeah. Do much. It's, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a phenomenon that yeah. Atlanta became the city that it is. But like for the most part, like Atlanta's an outlier mm-hmm. for the most part, big sustained cities throughout the history of humankind have come up around a water source. And the Lord is just like, I'm going to do something unexpected. I'm going to provide a water source and a road where there was nothing but Mm -hmm. woods and waste. And I'm making a way for you later on when he's talking about sin and he's just like, you look, y'all, y'all hadn't done anything for me, but I'm about to do something for you. I am going to get rid of your sin. And then he says the coolest thing for my own sake. Now, I, that was the other thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can't I can't give a I can't give you like a lockdown interpretation of what this means. Mm-hmm. I, but the thing that it spoke to me was like if if my sin was standing between me and the Lord, then he's like I'm going to get rid of it because I don't want anything to be in between us. And I just thought that was cool. Yeah. I love that phrase for my own sake. So when you were just talking about making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, I I just was it made me take a moment and think back to um like times in my life that have felt wildernessly wildernessy and wastelandy seasons where they felt dry and barren and um distant and then thinking about how i got out of them i couldn't have seen it coming i couldn't have known but out of nowhere the lord provided whatever the thing was um it's this is a helpful thing this one right here in particular in in a lot of its words, it's, it's talking about like blotting out transgression and sin, um, doing a new thing moving forward and not really getting caught up on the past. But this is also helping me look back on my past and say, and look at the way the the Lord has helped me through seasons and situations, which is really cool. And I love this, like, Oh, this is where I was going with that. Um, it, it says after I'm doing a new thing, it says now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? One thing that like is super fascinating to me, I was talking about this with uh, our buddy Tyler a few months ago, but I've spent a lot of times, a lot of time in the Smoky Mountains fly fishing, and it's fascinating to me that there are these creeks that just you know come down the mountain, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. I've never gone to the headwaters of one because it requires a lot of climbing and a lot of it's it's rare that like is it a, snow thaw. So you think, but like in the Smokies, yeah. you is I mean, there's snow, yeah, but it can't that can't be the case in for the whole thing yeah. in October, you know, like right. we're not there yet. So what actually happens is like it, the water, like, uh, like, and I was asking Tyler about this cause he, he took some, um, geological classes in, in college cause he yeah. was so interested in it. Um, but like what he basically said was, is like the water, like if you found where one of these creeks started, you would be super underwhelmed by it because it's just so sneaky how it like just there's just a little place where some water has bubbled up through the mountain like it has just come over time and it's just kind of snuck up it just kind of sneaks up on you yeah and then like it makes a little creek and that one runs into two other little creeks and that runs into another little creek and that runs into a bigger creek and by the time you're fishing it it's five little creeks that have come together to make a creek that is fishable but what has happened is like this water has just kind of popped up in a random place and yeah. that's the headwaters of it. And I just was like in moments of like the Lord doing a new thing in me after being in a season of not that a lot of times it's come out of nowhere and I don't really notice it until I'm a long ways downstream. And I'm like, wait, how did we get here? And if I were to go to the source of it, it's going to like, like a random 
making a way in the wilderness or like a stream in the wasteland that feel like they've kind of come out of nowhere. It's cool for me to look back on those now and see, man, that was amazing that he did that. I didn't notice it at the time. Yeah. I, I, it, it, it didn't occur to me a, a, a random thing bubbling up like that. But here I am downstream of this in a oh. fishable water, which I, I, I don't know if that's what this is saying. Well, and then but. they keep going. And then eventually you have like, like whitewater and rapids and stuff. Oh yeah. Like there's this, um, you made me think of this Indigo Girls song called ghost. Um, do you know that song? Uh, if your kids have sung it, then yes. Or if it's on your nineties playlist, both. There um, we go. Yes. <laughs> there's a, there's a beautiful line. Emily Sayers wrote this song and she said, well, the Mississippi is mighty but it starts in Minnesota at a place that you could walk across with five, five steps down. And I guess that's how it started like a pinprick to my heart. But now you rush right through me and I start to drown. Hmm. And it's like, like the Mississippi, like you can't get in it. You will no. die. It's for, like when we drove over it, going to uh, Clearwater earlier this yeah. year, I would like the bridge we're on. I was like, how the heck is this thing still standing? It's pretty rickety. Yes. And that thing is moving. Yes. The Mississippi freaking moves. Yeah. But the idea of somebody going all the way up into Minnesota and finding the headwaters of the Mississippi and like you could just walk, a human being could just walk across it. You could just step over it. And it's like the Lord may be doing, I mean, I just love your picture. It's like the Lord bubbles something up. I'm going to start something. And as it goes down, it's going to connect with this and this other thing I'm doing, this other thing I'm doing, this other person I'm going to bring into your life. And before you know it, it's going to be this big rushing river that is powerful and that you could harness to, to create power for an entire city, you know, for and city after city after city actually. And like, it's such an exciting, that's such an exciting thought. Um, yeah, there's just beautiful, like, it's so interesting. It's like, you know, human beings created, you know, systematic theology, but like just talking about the pictures and the art in this, in this one little passage of scripture, mm. it's like, it's just lighting my brain up with so many cool thoughts. Yeah. We could keep going. The ball could roll and roll and roll. And yeah. We would be, I don't know. We'd have all kinds of cool things. Yeah. It's cool. I like the Bible. Yeah, this was a beautiful passage. Thanks for walking through it with me. I was five steps, right? <laughs> just five steps down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's it's just like the Lord is so approachable in this mm-hmm. passage. He's just he's talking to you like a person, like in relationship, talks to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. hey, here's some things I've done for you. And by the way, like. I'm going to do something else. Mm. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. It's going to be like this and it's going to be like this other thing. And you know that what that's like? Yeah. It's going to be like that, you know? And, and just that he would be like, I'm going to treat you differently than the things you've experienced. I'm going to blot out all your sins. By the way, I'm going to do it for my sake because I want to be in relationship with you. Like it's just some really cool and really kind things going on here. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's awesome. What's your next Sandler movie going to be? Just whichever one's on TV. But you can be more proactive than that. Like you could, like you could decide this weekend I'm going to watch one that I haven't seen yet. Here's what I'm saying to you. If I get a moment this weekend where I could, I could sit down and watch a movie start to finish. Yeah. It would, it, and if that time is not time, 
that like Maddie and I have already said like we're gonna do this thing like we're gonna we're gonna watch this together yeah then I, that time will be spent probably removing Christmas lights off my house <laughs> um or it's January eighteenth I know but you know it's either rained every Thursday That's or true. my wife's been out of town That's and your true. boy just doesn't want to be on the roof by himself you know. Like, if Maddie's there and I'm on the roof and I fall off, then we can get to the hospital fairly quickly. This is a guy that loves being outside more than anything. I do. And I actually don't mind being on the roof. It's the ladder that is the the, the step from ladder to roof is probably the most frightening. The distance thing. between your head and the ground in a normal circumstance is just so ludicrous anyway. Yeah, I'm the tall boy. And, you know, with like a sizable dome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My child's broken that trend, though. He's in the 15th percentile for head size. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I called my sister the moment we found out, and I was like, guess what percentile Jude's head is? And she was like, I don't know, 99? And I was like, 15. And we were like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Family demons over. Yeah. Family demons. Family demons over. Oh, my gosh. I think that I think that you guys should watch Wedding Singer. I think that you and Maddie should pick a time to watch Wedding Singer because it's very kind. Oh, yeah. So the the, the reason, another reason I said that is the last time I tried to get her to watch a whole, or a, uh, Sandler movie with me it was Hubie Halloween and she was like I can't do this this is too stupid it's pretty dumb yeah, but it's beautiful <laughs> it's Sandler and he reunites with what's her name yeah but uh, did you watch Vanna any White. of the what's her name did you watch any of the Transylvania ones that yes did? they're Hotel funny they're funny yeah yeah, yeah. with yeah. Andy Sam- Andy Samberg Andy Samberg yeah so good yeah um, I think you should watch Wedding Singer I think you love it it's very kind cool and you like kind I do. You like love. I like love. Yeah. Guys, thanks for listening. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. I am new.